Right, hello everyone, it's Sunday again, actually it's not at all, it is the 4th of May, which is Thursday I believe, half past 8 in the morning, doing this one a bit early, ready for Sunday, because I have a lot to do, we both have a lot to do, been working in the garden most of the time, I shall bore you with that later, not now. Okay, 10-15 millibars this morning, not bad I suppose, we could do with some higher pressure to get some heat here. 14 centigrade, which is 57 Fahrenheit. 65% humidity, so we're drying up a little bit, which is good. And the wind is still from the east. Now, it was only yesterday I did the midweek message, so the weather forecast hasn't changed much. Mind you, yesterday I was out in the garden. I put my shorts on. I know, sorry, sorry if it's early in the morning, you're having your breakfast. You don't want that image, do you? Me in my shorts and T-shirt. And I got brown, I actually got a suntan. Now, there are people that say suntan is bad because basically tanning your skin is burning your skin. The brown is burnt, as in burnt sausages or whatever. OK, right, I have a few notes here. Rob in Melbourne, Ray, Barbara. So let's go through those. Oh, by the way, talking of sunburn, I've never used uh, sunblock, never used the cream, you know, factor, whatever. Never use that. I don't know why. I just go brown. I don't burn or anything. Now, no doubt you'll all be emailing me saying, oh, that's bad. You should use sun cream. Hello, Rob. Rob can't fly the Australian flag in Australia. Not from home. He heard of someone that got arrested for flying the flag, as I do. I've got the Union flag out in the front garden on a pole. Someone got arrested, he reckons, because... It may cause offence. Now, this is this is getting worse, isn't it? I mean, come on. If a country can't fly its own flag for fear of offending other people, something's very wrong, isn't it? So, yeah, I feel uh, bad for you there, Rob. That's not good. And Rob's also answered my question about vaping ban in Australia. He says, yes, very few people vape, but the government are banning it before they've barely started vaping. That's the way to do things, isn't it? Nip them in the bud before they really start and take off. Then it's too late. It's like parking on the pavements here in Britain. Everyone parks on the pavement, all over the place. Cars, lorries, all on the pavements. Had they stopped that, well, it was illegal initially, but had they done something about it, started prosecuting people for parking on the pavements, it wouldn't have got to how it is now. It's totally out of hand. You can't now start where well, you could start prosecuting everyone i mean the traffic wardens don't do anything they wander around town that's all they do wander around town oh traffic wardens do you have those in other countries we have them here they go around with their radios and their ticket machines and if you're illegally parked they slap a ticket on your windscreen now that's all very well i you know i do agree that people should not park illegally because it causes problems but out of the town centre, people park where they like. They park on double yellow lines. For, again, for those outside Britain, that's double yellow lines is no parking at all. A single yellow line, I think you can park to unload. I don't know. I don't know what it all means. I don't drive down the town. Can't stand it. Nowhere to park. And where there is to park, cost a fortune. Moan, moan, moan. Rant, rant, rant. Here we go. It's Sunday morning again. No, it's not. It's Thursday. So there we are. Vaping has been banned. And uh, you can't fly flags from home in Australia, it seems, according to Rob there. That might not be every area of Australia, every part, but that's that. Um, Ray. 
Ray sent me a little MP3. No, not of Ray having a chat. Of a, t a song. A little tune that I hate. Now, who knows what it... Do you remember? I said to you, when I was at school, Sunday evenings at 7 o'clock on the radio, on the BBC Light programme, they'd play a song. And that stuck in my head because that meant to me that 9 o'clock in the morning, Monday, it was school. And I hated it. I hated it with a vengeance. And that song... Ray, that really brought back dreadful memories. Sing something simple. Who was it by the something singers? Sing something simple. So I don't know. Sorry, it made your breakfast even worse now. You're thinking, hey, listen, Morse code. Here we go, Morse code. Someone's spying on me. Right, what's next? Barbara from Michigan. Hello to you. How lovely to hear from you. Barbara's contacted me and she says, how about for this Sunday's podcast... All about the coronation, the coronation of King Charles. Well, that's good. I'll certainly mention a lot of that, Barbara. I'm not going to sit there. Is it Saturday, the actual day? I'm not going to sit there all day Saturday watching telly. I know my mother is and Trisha's mother is. In fact, they're going. my mum's going round to my sister's so she can be glued to the TV screen all day and be bought food and drinks. Trisha's mum is going to Trisha's sister's. So she can sit there all day, glued to the television, and being brought food and drinks. Trish and I aren't going to sit there all day watching television. However, we will have a quick look every now and then. You know, probably have the radio on in the garden, and we'll get updates between the dreadful music they're playing. Voting day today, local, is it council voting or whatever? So we've got to go down to the polling station and decide which bunch of uh, idiots to vote for. They're all as bad as each other, if not worse. So I really don't know. The days have gone of people voting for this one all their lives and that one all their lives. Now they don't know who to vote for. I think most people are, what is it, politically homeless, they call themselves. It's trying to choose the, I don't know, the, the worst of a bad bunch. No, the best of a bad bunch, isn't it? Well, probably right the first time. Oh, one thing I didn't mention, Barbara, she liked my comment about people that vape. Uh, they look like they're on fire. They do. They look as though they're on fire. You follow someone down the street and suddenly there's this cloud of, well, it's not steam or smoke. I don't know what it is, vapour. And it's, it's you can't see where you're going. And also, I don't know whether you've found this, but have you ever followed a car? And, you know, slow traffic or coming up to the traffic lights, you're slowing down. And suddenly, out of the driver's window of the car in front, a huge, it's like a steam engine huge cloud of steam comes out and I remember once or twice the first time I saw this I thought the car was on fire I'm thinking good grief this car in front's on fire look but it wasn't it was someone vaping now is it a pergola or pergola 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 you know a wooden thing down the garden that you make out of bits of wood sort of bits of rafter above you and you sit in it Goodness knows why, but you do, you sit in it. It's a pergola, we call it. I know some people say it's a, a pergola. Well, we have one here. I built it years ago, and it's really nice. It was covered in clematis, a bed of flowers to make the roof. Absolutely fantastic. One morning, we woke up, looked out of the bedroom window. Literally overnight, the clematis had died. It was gone. Well, not gone. It was still there, but dead. So I hacked all that down. We're now growing honeysuckle. The thing is with this pergola, pergola, the birds, we feed a lot of the birds here, they sit on the top on the, the rafters and they poop 
and it goes all over our table and chairs, all over the decking in there. And the squirrels also sit there eating the monkey nuts that I put out. They shell the nuts. We've got shells everywhere. Plus they poo all over the place. So I've put a roof on it. How about that? You know, this corrugated plastic. Remember the corrugated tin roofs in the very old days? Well, this is the corrugated plastic. that You, you probably know what I mean. Well, I thought that would be about a five or a sheet. That's OK. I only want four sheets. Went and had a look. £21 a sheet. So that's £84 on the corrugated plastic. Wanted a bag of fixings. £23. What? You're having a laugh, aren't you? 23 quid? Because you've got to have the proper fixings. Couple of bits of wood. Anyway, the whole lot. Whole lot, £112, I think it was. Just over £112. But the roof is done. We now have a roof. So the birds can't poop on us and the squirrels can't chuck nutshells all over us. Barbara was also saying about, uh, why don't I rant about the US? About uh, USA. Oh, I've got fish custard written here as well, Ray. Come to fish custard in a minute. She was talking about humour. The British humour and how very different it is from American type humour. It, it is very, it's unique, isn't it, Barbara? As I said in my email, it is unique, this British humour. Um, what else? What have I got? Oh yeah, rant about the US. Well, my son lives in North Carolina. I've not been out to see him. I should have been. It's been years since he moved out there. I have been to California. That was in 1975, which is a long time ago now. And I liked it. I did like California. It's nice. I don't know what it's like now, of course. But uh, yes, rant about the... What I did find with the... When I went out in 75, I was used to pubs here, obviously. You go to the bar, get your drink, then either stand at the bar or go and sit down. When we got there, we went into a bar and they said, you take a seat, which we did. And I'm thinking, well, how do I get a drink? Anyway, this waitress came over in an incredibly short skirt. Talk about stone the crows. It wasn't worth wearing. Anyway, I thought that was rather good. And <laughs> um, no, I forget what I was going to say now. Yeah, and she brought over this picture. You know, she said, what do you want? And came with this picture. And whenever she walked round, she filled up my glass. If it got down to half empty, she'd fill it up. And I remember saying, what do we do about paying for this? You know, we're looking at each other. What do we do about paying? Anyway, in the end, I, I, she came round to fill it up. But I said, no, no more, thanks. And we'd finished our drinks. And then we got the bill, which wasn't too bad. But uh, I wasn't used to that. And whatever we had to eat, there were mountains of it. You know, like someone would order a burger. I was watching other people, they'd order a burger or something. And there's a huge burger thing, like a mountain. And there's all chips and side things with it. Good grief, I couldn't eat that lot. But that, that was my main memory. And the other memory I had, we were in a bar one evening. Now, we didn't spend the entire three weeks in bars. Well, not quite. We were in a bar one evening, not many people there, and a cop car pulled up outside, and the cops rushed out, and they they came in, and they had this shotgun. And I'm thinking, oh, what's going on? A, you know, like a 12-bore shotgun. They went up to some bloke and wheeled him out, dragged him out, I should say, chucked him in the car and drove off. So I don't know what that was about. Another bar we were in, it got till two in the morning. This was in Los Angeles we went to. And... I said to the chap behind the bar, he's watching telly, the old black and white telly back then he had on the end of the bar. There's only us two in there. And I said, what time do you close? And he said, oh, I close when you leave. I said, we're keeping you up. He said, no, not at all. Stay all night if you want. And we didn't stay much later than two. 
two in the morning. That was late. Well, mind you, I couldn't do that now. Grief. <laughs> two o'clock. I'd need a week off. I need to have a week's sleep to catch up. But yeah, I did like America. I remember seeing them playing, was it hand, beach handball or something and volleyball or whether on the beach. All these tanned young American lads and there's me all deathly white. And the young American, I nearly said birds. Oh, good grief. He said birds. Sorry, young ladies, girls, young ladies. They weren't women, they were young ladies. And they weren't girls, they were, oh, I don't know what they were. They were birds. Anyway, I enjoyed it. Another thing that uh, one evening we were out in the garden at this place we were staying. There was a police car driving around with a loud hailer. Violin spiders has been spotted in the area. Violin spider? And I was saying to the chap we were with, him, what, what's that? And he said, well, they're poisonous. And I was sprawled out on the grass. Lovely summer evening on the grass. I was sprawled out with a beer. And I'm thinking, violin spider? I went in. I went in the house. We went in helicopter over San Francisco Bay, was it? Or, yeah, San Francisco Bay, I think. And this, this whirly bird type, open sight. I don't like heights, but it had open sides. And as he sort of banked round, I'm looking down at the harbour, thinking, good grief, was it San Francisco or Los Angeles? It was over the water, anyway. That was fantastic experience, because here, you didn't get to go in a helicopter, you know? You didn't see cops with shotguns <laughs> and things like that and you didn't get police going around warning about a violin spider was it violin or violin backed spider poisonous anyway whatever it was fish custard ray you know i was going on about fish custard my old neighbors back in the 60s the 70s their house used to stink well half the street used to stink because they were always cooking fish custard Anyway, as Ray points out, he sent me a recipe. Thank you, Ray. I won't be trying it, I hasten to add, but thank you for the recipe. It's not what you think. You know, you imagine custard, you think of custard, and you think, well, it's custard with fish in it. No, it's not. It's a completely different thing. I haven't got the recipe in front of me, but thanks for that, Ray. I've shown Trish, and she said, yeah, <laughs> so we won't be trying that. Neither of us like fish, funnily enough. I used to have cod and chips from the chip shop, but I don't know. I heard, probably not true at all, that the North Sea cod, it has cancerous growths on it. And when I heard that, I thought, well, I eat North Sea cod with my chips. So I don't have chips. Uh, sorry, I have chips. I don't have fish anymore. Cancerous growths. I mean, it, it's enough to put anyone off, isn't it? I think it was Los Angeles Harbour. Not, but no, it was San Francisco Bay, isn't there? It was Los Angeles Harbour. Really good. And it was cheap. I can't remember how much it was. But we went and asked the chap. He took us up separately because you could only have him and one passenger. But it was really cheap, like a few dollars. And it was great. He just flew around over the, the harbour. Fantastic. First time I'd ever been in a helicopter. And the last time. Ray, I'm going to cross fish custard off my list now here. In fact, I've crossed everything off my list. I can't keep looking at the list and seeing fish custard. It makes me feel ill. But uh, yeah, thank you everyone for your messages, emails and everything. Really nice. Ray's rants at protonmail.com. Oh, Margaret, Margaret, I nearly forgot you. Look, can you give me a shout out? Now, we've said this before, Margaret. This isn't a radio station, but you can have a shout out. Margaret from Northampton. Hello to you. <laughs> there we are. Nice to think that uh, you're enjoying the podcast. That's good. I hope you do all enjoy them as much as I enjoy recording them 
It's good fun. It's something to do, isn't it? It keeps me out of the pub. Actually, it doesn't because I don't go to the pub anyway. Can't afford it. Oh, a pub's just closed. There's a bit of news from the UK for everyone abroad. There was a pub, was it the White Hart? Somewhere in the UK, I forget where. And they had what they call golly dolls. Now, that's not what they were called when I was a child. They're black knitted dolls and they, they look like black people. OK, look up golly dolls. I won't say the, the word that they were called because it causes trouble. This, this is it, isn't it? Offence again. But uh, I had them when I was a kid. They were children's toys, along with all the other teddy bears and girls' dolls and what. Can I say girls' dolls? Sorry, people's, young people's dolls. I can't say boys or girls. I'd be arrested. Chap was arrested in London the other day. Uh, he's a Christian preacher. And he's standing on his soapbox like they do, you know, and Jesus said this and that, which is fine. Anyway, they arrested him, which is a bit odd. They don't arrest anyone else for preaching their religion and shouting through loud hailers. But this poor chap, he was just standing there. I don't know what, perhaps he'd done something else. I don't know. Anyway, this pub, they had some of these golly dolls, as they're now called, up on a shelf behind the bar. In fact, one of our local pubs did here in Worthing, the George, it was called, the George. And they had a load of these golly dolls up on the shelf. Six coppers went into this White Hart pub and removed all the, the dolls, the golly dolls, removed them all. Because they were offence, someone had complained, caused offence. And now, now this is what I've read on Twitter, so whether it's true or not, I don't know. Apparently Heineken, the brewers, the beer makers, said, we're not selling you beer anymore. You're not selling Heineken in your pub because it goes against our beliefs or whatever it was they said, some nonsense. So several suppliers won't supply the pub. Anyway, the pub's closed. Because someone thought it offensive, these golly dolls, six coppers raided the pub, like they're arresting you know, a gang of crooks with heaters. That's an American term. Do you remember that? In, the, what was it, Elliot Ness and the Untouchables. The crooks had heaters. Well, they were guns, weren't they? So six coppers to go in and arrest a dozen or so knitted toy dolls. Six of them. I saw the video. Six cops. Don't the crow... And there's someone down the road probably having their house burgled. They can't send one cop there. Oh, no, no, we're busy. We're busy arresting toy knitted dolls. Anyway, the pub's closed. So there we are. That's a sign of the times, isn't it? Christian preacher being arrested for preaching in a Christian country. A pub shut down, six coppers. Anyway, let's move on from that. I was watching on telly a bit about the build-up to the coronation. King Charles' coronation. You can't escape it. It's on every channel. Everyone's going on and on about the coronation, which is good. I like the pomp and ceremony or the pomp and circumstance. They mean different things. I was looking it up. And I can't tell you because I forget. I don't know why I look things up these days, because I forget five minutes later what it was I've looked up, let alone what the answer was. Trisha's dad, in 53, at the coronation, he was one of the soldiers lining the, is it the mall? He was one of the soldiers. So he got a, a well, I was going to say a bird's eye view. Not really a bird's eye view, is it? He got a good view of all the, the people going by and everything, because he was there in line, guarding whatever he was doing. And he's often told us stories about that. He's passed away now, of course. But that was interesting. That was interesting. So, yes, we will be watching bits and pieces of it and uh, not following it religiously, though. There were some people that they were interviewing. They've been there for several days outside 
Buckingham Palace. They've been camping out. I don't think I'd do that. I wouldn't mind going up and having a look. Newsflash, hang on now, what's happened? US definitely behind Kremlin attack. What's all this now? Goodness me, it's hardly worth reading the news these days. I think they make it up. Uh, if they don't make it up, it's true. And you don't know which, that's the trouble. What was it? Trump, wasn't it? Fake news. There's a term that's been bandied around a lot. Honestly, you should see, talking of Twitter, you should see, because it's our polling day, our voting day today. And then the, the Labour say, Tories are awful. Conservatives are dreadful. They lie. And the Tories are saying, Labour lie. That's all they do. They're lying cheats. <laughs> and they're, they're just, it's a slanging match, honestly, between the two parties. So anyone trying to find out, perhaps from Twitter, well, I suppose you wouldn't go to Twitter, I don't know, but to find out what their policies are, thinking, well, who should I vote for? Well, all they're doing is slagging each other off, calling each other cheats and liars and thieves, and goodness knows what, I don't know, politically homeless. This shout-out thing, I had another one the other day, and I forgot to do it, and I've lost the email. So whoever that was, I think it was Melanie, someone called Melanie. Shout out to you anyway, Melanie. It, I wonder I wonder whether I should play a few records and become a DJ on these podcasts. No, you wouldn't like that, would you? You wouldn't like the music. Then I'd be done for copyright or it might offend someone. I'll have to say, look, I'm going to play this record and one of the lines in it is blah, blah, blah. Now, if that's going to trigger you, switch off now. Trigger. <laughs> trigger. Uh, happy days. Anyway, we're off to the Isle of Wight before too long for our holes, which will be good. I don't know what the weather's like. Uh, I forget when we're going. I'm going to take my recorder with me so I can bore you all with my recording in the woods. You like that, don't you? When I say, listen to the birds singing and you can hear traffic in the background. Do you remember I did one a year or two ago? Wherever I went in the woods, you could hear traffic in the background. No matter how deep you go into the woods, you can hear it. No escaping. I don't know about the middle of a huge forest. You might escape it there. Because then you've got aeroplanes going over. With their chemtrails. Have you... Oh, no, don't get onto that. I'm talking of aeroplanes. That's a helicopter. That's probably the police. They're probably looking for me. <laughs> oh, I love it when the police helicopter's out at three in the morning. And people complain, who woke us up? They, they say, well, yeah, we, we were looking for a criminal. You know, we're chasing a stolen car or a murderer or something. And all you're worried about is being woken up. I like it when they come over at three in the morning. I go out in the garden and have a look. But I would, though, because I'm strange like that. I just looked out of the window. It is the police helicopter. Probably Trish is downtown. She's probably done a shop or something. <laughs> And thereafter, no, I don't suppose she has. Isle of Wight. Do you know the first time I went there, I was about 10 years old. I went with my grandparents. I don't remember much about it. I remember a train on a pier. That's Ride, isn't it? Is it Ride Pier? Can't remember. Um, there was a train on the pier and we went to Allen Bay and I bought a, or they bought for me, a test tube, glass test tube full of different colour sand. I remember that. But apart from then... I hadn't been to the Isle of Wight until, well, we started going there, didn't we? When was it? About 10 years ago. We started going virtually every year. I think we missed one. We went to Somerset. One was the New Forest. Went to Kent. Went to Norfolk. Norfolk's nice, but I don't like the East Coast. It's cold and a bit industrial in places, where we were anyway. Perhaps other parts are nice. 
But the Isle of Wight, my mum was saying the other day, she never really liked the Isle of Wight. She's been there once or twice, never really liked it. So I said, well, you, you haven't lived. You haven't travelled probably around the island. There's all sorts of places we haven't seen yet. Yeah, we've done all the major things, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's good going there. As you know, I told you before, haven't I? Number one daughter is in Florida. Met up with uh, our son out there. So they've all got together and had a chat. At uh, Disney World, isn't it? Or Land World Disney something. I went to Disney, whatever it was, in California in 1975. How about that? And it was good then. So I don't know what it's like now. Even better. I wouldn't want to go now. It's not, not my sort of thing. I'd rather sit in the woods listening to the birds singing. Now, Barbara, I can't really say much about the coronation because, as I said, it's Thursday and it doesn't happen till Saturday. So uh, what I shall do is I shall report back after the weekend. I think that's the best thing. Tell you all about it after the weekend, maybe on the following Sunday's podcast episode. Yeah, because we're off at, uh, to the island, I'm not giving out dates because uh, you don't do that. You know, you don't tell everyone when you're going to be away. Having said that, daughter and her partner are moving in. So actually, while he's here, I've made a list of jobs for him. They're moving into house sit. I did a thing, didn't I, about house sitting recently. Was it last week? So they're moving in to house sit and feed the tortoise and water the plants and all the rest of it. So they will be here, uh, which is good. I, I like to think that someone's here at least. So yes, I, I'll be away. But what I should do is a couple of pre-recorded things. And I want to, as I say, I want to record bits and pieces on the Isle of Wight. It's mainly... I think for people abroad, they like to hear from the emails and messages I get anyway. They like to hear about parts of England and about the way of life here and stuff. Well, as you would, you know, if you live in America or wherever you live, you perhaps like to know a little bit about what's happening here, such as the police, six cops raiding a pub. I'm surprised it didn't go in with, with machine guns, just in case the golly dolls were armed. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I don't know. Whatever next, one wonders. Got an email here from Barry. Cars, he says, back in the 50s and 60s, were people forever repairing them? They were. They were, Barry, yes. I remember my first car always doing something to it, going up the, the car tip, you know, robbing old cars of bits and pieces. You had to go to this shed where this chap was, clutching a, a dynamo or a starter motor. And you'd say, how much is this? And he'd look at it, oh, I don't know, three quid. So that's the way that worked. But yeah, we were forever repairing cars. I remember before, well, when I was a child, my dad most weekends was doing something to the car. Most people couldn't afford a car. And if they could, it was a second-hand old car. So it needed work doing to it, obviously, almost every week. And what people did... They couldn't afford to go to a garage. You know, that was even more money. Bad enough buying and running the car, let alone garage bills. So they either did it themselves, or if they couldn't, there was a neighbour around that knew about cars. Now, Trisha's dad, he was a train driver. Started on the steam, ended up on the electric trains. And he, on uh, weekends, on his days off, on his breaks, he repaired people's cars for them for a bit of extra money. It didn't charge a lot, but... Uh, People wanted new spark plugs, points, the condenser, as they called them back then. Bits and pieces done, carburetor cleaned, all sorts of things, oil change, oil filter. 
he would do all that. He had all the tools and the knowledge. And that was his sort of part-time job, if you like. A friend of mine, Jim, he was a train driver. He's since passed away on his days off. Because, you, you know, you work shifts. So when he wasn't working, say mornings or afternoons, he had a lawn mowing round on his car. He had a tow bar and a trailer. And he'd drive round with a couple of petrol mowers in the trailer, cutting people's lawns. You know, a few pounds here, a few pounds there. And I remember him saying that it really did add up. You know, him and his wife, they could they could go out for a meal, they could go out to the pub without touching his wages as a train driver. Because they weren't that highly paid back then, train drivers. I think they'd do well now. So yes, cars, getting back to that one, Barry. As I said, most cars, people worked on them most weekends doing something, even if it's just cleaning them. People don't seem to clean cars. Mind you, I'm guilty of that. I don't know when I last cleaned our car, inside or out. I think Trish did it last time, and that must be a year ago. We normally do it before our holiday on the Isle of Wight, so that's got to be done fairly soon. I remember just thinking about it. My brother-in-law, he had a, what was it, an Austin A35, and he was driving it. He, you know, before he was married to my sister, we, we lived at home, sister and myself. He drove round, and his car pegged out just outside the house. My dad used to be a mechanic in the very early days, in the 50s, and the half shaft had broken. For those of you who know what that is, the half, one of the half shafts at the back. So uh, again, went up the tip, we took one out of an old car <laughs> over the tip at Lansing. Well, it wasn't the tip, it was the car dump or whatever they called it. Breaker's yard, that was it. And we uh, brought this half shaft home. And my dad fitted it. And that was that job done. I mean, take that to a garage, a half shaft, they'd charge a fortune. We've got a very good garage for our car. In fact, when we booked up recently for the MOT and the yearly sort of service and that lot, the chap said, oh, sorry, we're fully booked for several weeks. Then he said, have you been here before? And I said, yeah, I told him my name and the car. I said, yeah, we, we come every year. Ah, oh, that's different. See, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Regular customer. He said, yeah, valued customer, his word. So he booked us in for a few days after that, which was ideal. The youngsters back then, you know, when we were all in our teens, we were stuck at home without transport. So when you first get a car, it was, well, it was an escape. You know, you no longer had to walk around or get the bus, get the bus into town or whatever you had to do, get lifts everywhere. Suddenly... You had your own, it was like your own bedroom in a way, but on wheels. You know, you could entertain girls. Should I rephrase that? No, that's okay. And, you know, you could take friends out, have friends, have friends sit in the car. I remember doing that, park up on the downs and we'd all sit there having our cigarettes and a few cans of beer all in the car. It was great. It was like an extension to your, your bedroom. Whereas without a car, what, what could you do? I suppose, sit around in the park. That's what youngsters did, you know, when you sort of, what, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 even, sit around in the park drinking cans of whatever, Tizer, bottles of Tizer back then, and smoking woodbine-tipped cigarettes. So, of course, when you got your first car, then uh, you were free to uh, do what you like, go where you like, fantastic. What were they known as? A passion wagon, that's it, passion wagon. That's what we called cars. Goodness knows why. Leave that to the imagination. But of course, we all fitted bigger speakers and uh, better car radios. Big aerial, that sort of thing, for your car radio so you could hear Luxembourg properly at night. 
That's when we had places called sort of Lover's Lane or whatever they call them. Certain places where couples could park the car and uh, have a cuddle, you know. There were several places in and around my town that we, I knew about. You know, you go up there and you'd, you'd see half a dozen cars parked with, with couples in. Sometimes the cops would go up there just for a laugh. I mean, no one was doing anything illegal, but they'd go up there, park their cop car and get her out and walk around shining a torch into the car windows, you know, just for fun, I'm sure. There was no reason for them to do that. Why would they be up? One of them was Honeysuckle Lane at, uh, up at High Salvington. And I remember the cops going up there. I remember once in the CB days, that's where the CBers went as well. On one occasion, the cops went up there. There were no couples at all. It's all these lads in their cars talking on the CB. So they cleared off again. But I'm sure they just went up there just to disturb people from whatever it was they were doing. I mean, I've no idea. You know what these kids are like when mum says, oh, where have you been? Out. Did you have a good time? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. They just grunt, don't they? Some teenagers, they just grunt. I didn't grunt. But I remember in, in the morning having breakfast, my mum would say, uh, well, where did you go last night? Oh, nowhere really, just out. Uh, did you meet anyone? No, not really. <laughs> I remember all that. She'd ask me questions. You were late back last night. Oh, was I? Yes, it was one o'clock. Oh, I didn't look at the clock. Where have you been then? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Just out somewhere. <laughs> Never actually told her the truth. Not that I was doing anything naughty. Well, sometimes I was. Illegal pirate radio transmissions. Talking of being a DJ earlier. I did do some DJing on some uh, only small local, you know, my own pirate radio stations. I'd sit there with the, the record deck and the microphone, a couple of record decks and a mixer that I'd built myself, audio mixer, transmitter I'd built myself. And on Sunday morning, that's it. You're listening to channel radio or whatever it was I called it. There was, what did I call one of them, which was quite successful? Focus, that was it, Radio Focus. And the, the group Focus, the, that was the, uh, the sort of theme tune for the radio station. I enjoyed doing that, sitting in the shed in the garden, DJing on the air illegally, fantastic. Now they were good, good days, very happy days. Talking of CB, I went up to the uh, Honeysuckle Lane one evening, had the CB radio in the car. I parked up there. And I was talking to some girl on the radio and I said, you have a strong signal. And she said, yeah, I'm right next to you. Yeah, have a look. So I, I looked in the car next to me and, and that was her. We're talking to each other that close. And she said, come and join us. So I got into their car. I say their car. There were three girls in it, two in the front, one in the back. So I got in the back and they were chatting and they, they, they were saying to someone, uh, oh, Ray's just joined us. I forget my CB handle as it was called then. And this other girl came on the radio and said, which Ray is that? Is that Ray? What was that? Oh, it was Crankshaft. That's right. Is that Ray Crankshaft? And this one of the girls I was in the car with said, yeah, that's right. That's right. I was Crankshaft. <laughs> God knows why. And this other girl, it was a girl I was going out with at the time. And uh, the girl that I was in the car with, she said, oh, yeah, there's three of us girls here and Ray all in the car. And this girlfriend of mine was going bonkers. So I got back into my car and went round to her place and I said, no, I wasn't, you know, we were just sitting there, I wasn't doing anything naughty. I was just sitting there chatting on the CB. She wasn't happy with that. I'll never forget that. She didn't trust me after that. If, if ever I went uh, up to the hill with the CB, she came with me. Keep an eye on me. 
As I said earlier, I was going to call this episode the coronation, the king's coronation, but uh, I can't do that because I don't know what's happening. I've no idea what's going on. Did you hear that someone outside Buckingham Palace gates threw some shotgun cartridges over the gates? Why do that? What is what is the point in that? Anyway, the, the cops, I think, arrested him and they blew up his rucksack. Uh, I think he said to them, well, be careful with my rucksack or something. So they suspected that and they blew it up. So that was quite strange, quite funny, actually, blowing up his rucksack. He probably said, be careful with it because he's got a, a can of beer and his sandwiches in there. But why throw shotgun cartridges over Buckingham Palace gates? I mean, isn't that a, a bit of a mad thing to do, especially when you're surrounded by cops, half of them with machine guns and the other half with loaded pistols hidden inside their jackets or wherever they hide them? I don't think a shotgun cartridge would go off. Well, not unless it landed on the concrete, on the detonator end, hard enough to detonate it. What would that do? Well, it would blow all the lead shot all over the place, I suppose, wouldn't it? Because there's no barrel for it to go down. I suppose it would just... Because they're cardboard, aren't they? Like waxed cardboard, the cartridges. Probably just... I don't know what it would do. Just go pop, I suppose. There we are. People move in mysterious ways. When I was a kid, I'd go over the woods and collect uh, spent shotgun cartridges. Mostly they were red, but some of them were green and some of them were plastic, different types. So I had quite a collection at one time. Other kids at school used to collect them as well. And I think we did swapsies and stuff like that. Funny what kids collected, cigarette cards, marbles, shotgun cartridges. (laughs) I remember thinking, if only I could find a live one. I could put it in my dad's vice in the shed and then hammer the detonator end, you know, with the round end of a hammer, bang, and see what would happen. Probably just as well I never did find a live one. A friend of mine blew, I think I've told you, blew three fingers off one hand, making a bomb. He was making a, a bomb in a copper pipe with red match heads and various other lethal things, and he blew three fingers off his hand. So that didn't please his parents much. It didn't please him much either. That must have hurt. I remember seeing him afterwards, And I said, you won't be doing that again. He said, no, no, no. I now know how to do it properly. I thought, no, you're joking. He wasn't. He loved building bombs. Well, we all did with red match heads, didn't we? And caps. Do you remember those cap guns? They were useless. I mean, they they just went pop, didn't they? But I remember piling up a load of caps and then smashing them with a hammer, you know, on a steel vice. So I don't know. And also the fun was with those caps for cap guns. You peel one off, you know, they were little singular things on a strip. Put two drawing pins in one of the kids' desks at school. So as the lid came down, the drawing pins met. Stick a cap uh, between you know, on one drawing pin. So when he closed his desk, it would go bang. Well, some kid had done that to my desk. I didn't open or close the lid. I just leant with my elbows on the desk and that was enough. It was quite silent in class and suddenly, bang, I jumped out of my skin. Other kids are shrieking with laughter. The teacher's going ballistically mental. Happy days. Just have one of my news alerts here. This is ridiculous. This is what I was saying earlier. Pavement parking sparks fury as streets left impossible to walk down. And there's some pictures here. Uh, Britons have been left fuming after footage shared on social media showed cars mounting the pavement on a busy residential street. Residents in Norwich were forced to squeeze past parked vehicles and dustbins 
as car chaos made it almost impossible to navigate a nearby path on foot. I mean, the pictures here, it's, it's crazy. There's just no room between the, the garden walls, the garden hedges, and the car. You know, there's like a foot, six inches in some places. So people with a, a pushchair, a pram, a wheelchair, it's ridiculous. The reason people do it and the reason they get away with it is because it's been allowed to go on, as I say, for so long. Should have been nipped in the bud years ago when it first started. Should have been a definite no-no. You get busted. But of course, people know nothing's going to happen. They park where they like. They drive how they like. They break the speed limit. No one cares. There's no cops around. There's no one around to police anything anymore. It's almost anarchy on the roads now these days. I, I don't know. It's mad. Back in my day, you know, when I was a boy, you didn't park on the pavement. You'd have a cop coming by and he'd see it. He'd book your car. He'd take your number plate. You're busted. If you happened to be in your car, you'd... Uh, you'd still get busted at a telling off. So it should have been nipped in the bud. So many things. I remember as a kid riding my bike, there was a rule. Now, what was the bicycle wheel size? Was it 26 and 3 eighths or something? If your wheel was 26 and 3 eighths or larger, you could not ride on the pavement. So we're all checking our tyres, you know. It said on there that the size of the tyre thing, the wheel. And mine were the popular wheel thing was 26 and 3 eighths I think inches that is we don't ride on the pavements or we, we did sometimes of course but if a copper saw you that's it well we weren't nicked you know we didn't get a criminal record but you got a damn good telling off took your name and address and if that happens again you're busted so there was no messing about whereas these days well Trish and I we were nearly not flying by a cyclist uh, two or three years back Walking up to our club, we just turned across the road and this bike was come flying up behind us. We hadn't heard him. He didn't know we were turning on, on the pavement we were to cross the road. He swerved, nearly hit a parked car and went flying off up the road somewhere. Uh, had he hit us, it could have done some serious damage to either one of us or both of us. I think that's the thing with bikes flying along pavements, especially in a road like ours here. You've got garden hedges with a gateway someone could step out from their pathway onto the pavement and you wouldn't see them walking down the path because of hedges and things so if you're on a bike or a wheelchair bombing along at 15 miles an hour as some of them seem to do someone steps out a child onto the pavement splat that's it end of people don't think that's the trouble drivers on the roads they don't think i remember when i was learning to drive my dad taught me, then I drove around with friends, but I had a few lessons, well, I think two or three from a proper instructor. I remember him saying, whatever you do when you're driving, before you make any manoeuvre or do anything, think. He said, that's the secret, think. And he was right all those years ago. We've just got back from the polling station. X marks the spot. What a bunch, honestly. I, I looked down the list, I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, there we are. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Presumably we get the results. Um, well, the station's open till 10 tonight. So then they've got to count them. So probably tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I would think. Just had a thought. The other day we left here, I was driving, got round the corner. Idiot number one. I've only just got out of our road. Idiot number one. Car in front of me pulled over and stopped. I thought that's fair enough. There's a car coming towards her. So there's no room. So I stopped behind her. 
and waited. The car went past. She didn't move. In fact, a chap got out of the passenger side onto the pavement. So I thought, well, that's nice. Thank you very much for indicating to say that you were going to park there. So I went to go round her. I indicated and went to go round her. As I'm coming up alongside her, she pulled out. No indicating, no nothing, just pulled out. I had to swerve and stamp on the brakes and I blasted her for being an idiot. What did she do? Fling her door open, shouting something at me. God, I think she was neurotic. Shouting something at me, pointing to the road. I just drove past and we went on our way. But I said to Trish, there we are, we've just got round the corner, idiot number one. And you know, round the next corner, idiot number two. This other car, I I won't go into that. I've got it all on dash cam, but what is the point? What's the point of saying to the cops, look, look what's happened. I mean, they're busy, aren't they? They're busy arresting Christian preachers. They haven't got time for traffic, uh, road traffic offences. <laughs> anyway, happy days. There we are. It's now, what, three quarters of an hour I've done. I've now got to, well, not this minute, but uh, in a next day or two, record next Wednesday's midweek message because we've got all sorts going on. And I think I'm going to have to record the following Sunday's episode. So I've got lots to do. It's a bit like a newspaper, though. This is the trouble, pre-recording things several days before. I don't know what's going to happen between now and when it's published. A bit like the newspapers, isn't it? They all go to press, don't they, at night. The presses are rolling. They're printing out the papers, ready for the shops tomorrow morning. And something happens. Some massive thing happens somewhere in the world. And there's not a mention of it in any of the newspapers. Obviously, because they'd all gone to press. So they can't, well, what was it? That's the expression, isn't it? Stop press. But uh, it's often too late to do that. You can't stop the whole thing. So that's what's going to happen. If I record these episodes a little bit in advance, as they will be, then I might have missed things. For example, we might have snow here in southern UK in May. And I won't mention it at all. You'll be thinking, why hasn't he mentioned the snow? Take care. Look after yourselves. I'm disappearing now. It's time for tea. And I have to update our TomTom sat-nav thing. It says updates are needed. So I better look into that. I will see you on Wednesday. Look after yourselves. Bye-bye for now.